Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Joe, and it is Saturday at four o'clock. And the reason that you're hearing this recording is because, as you probably know by now, or will know soon, uh, our service is canceled because of the snow that's coming in tomorrow. So having said that, I thought that we could spend a few minutes together this way, and you certainly know this way because this is how I did it for much of the pandemic. And I just wanted to share with you our message that was to be shared with tomorrow. Um, We're doing a mini-series on different qualities regarding God that he has given us. And this is how to be proactive. Being proactive in our faith is, is very, very important. And there's actually a strong biblical argument for being proactive. When you and I are proactive, we're pre-planning, right? We're making sure that our actions are based on, on what we would like to see occur rather than just responding to what has already occurred. In other words, we try to avoid only reacting to situations, which I think creates anxiety. And I think if you do it often enough, and I do it often enough, it, 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 there's a sense of loss with direction and purpose. To be proactive in business, for instance, I'm a businessman outside of being a pastor, and it's very important. It can actually mean the difference between blazing success and mediocre survival. It's the same regarding serving God each day. It's far better to wake up each day, I think, and purposely plan our mindset and our intentions. And when we do that, it involves a few different things. The decision to ask God to Fill us with his grace and mercy upon arousal. This begins right, in the, right when we wake up in the morning. The decision to place our day in his hands for his guidance. The decision to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us with his presence and purpose for the day. The decision to be used as ambassadors. Ambassadors representing heaven here on earth where God may lead us. And finally, the decision to share our faith with someone that day. It's as simple as saying to someone, you know, I'm here, I'm listening. God loves you. How can I help you? Now, these are decisions that require a proactive approach. Now, I don't know about you, but I have to say there have been many days when I've woken up, I've gotten done for the day, I've gone to work, had my lunch, only to realize that I had not yet sought the presence or guidance of God. And how many days have we been so preoccupied by the details of this life that we have forgotten to put on the armor of God? And and I want to send you to Ephesians chapter 6 to review the different parts of the Roman soldier's armor. Paul uses that as this analogy for the armor of God for us. Ephesians chapter 6, it's used for protection against Satan's attacks against us. What we don't always realize is that Satan is always ready at the start of each day to try to lead us away from God's sovereignty and his lordship. And the last thing that Satan wants to see is God's children on their knees, taking full advantage of the strength that God provides. So let's take a closer look at how we can be proactive in our faith. My first point for you today is the alternative to being proactive. Paul spoke of the alternative to being proactive in Galatians 5, 19, 20, and 21. Galatians 5 is where we're hanging out right now. If we're not on our guard each day regarding Satan's influence and his temptations, the results are worldly behavior on our part. And this is what Paul lists in these verses 19, 20, and 21. Here are some things that come from a heart that is apart from Christ a heart that is focused on worldly behaviors. 
immoral, filthy, and indecent actions, that's verse 19, idol worship and witchcraft, hatred, jealousy, and anger, that's all verse 20, envy, drunkenness, and inappropriate sexual behavior, verse 21. These are the types of things that we see in the hearts of those that are not walking with the Lord, and and certainly in the hearts of those who still need to know the Lord. I'm looking this list over as I talk to you, and I have to admit to you that I've had one or two of these in my life and in my heart prior to coming to Christ on 12-12-1990. And maybe if you're as, as, as open as, as I, I think you are, maybe you'd say, you know, I, maybe at least one of those things was in your life too. According to the Apostle Paul, these are the behaviors that are part of our human nature. These are the very reasons why Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for all who would hear his call of salvation. Now, we still live in this world, don't we? And so we're always going to be in the company of temptation and trials. The difference between the two, temptations come from Satan to break us down. Trials come from God to build us up as we trust him and rely on him. Now, God did not choose to remove us from a sinful environment. We are continually surrounded with opportunities to sin. And Scripture gives us the spiritual tools that we need to exercise each day to become and then remain spiritually strong and focused on God and His kingdom. Now, we've discussed 2 Corinthians 10.5 before. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says the following, We pull down every proud obstacle that is raised against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ or to obey Christ. That means that if I have in my mind something that's worldly, it's not biblical, it's not Christ-like, I need to capture that thought before I act on it. I need to evaluate the thoughts that come into my mind. Are they from God or not from God? If they're from God, the Holy Spirit is going to let us know this, and we want to do that thing, that thing that God is calling us to do. If it's not from God, we know from the Holy Spirit convicting, we know from the, our knowledge of the Bible, because we should be in the Bible every day studying and learning. If it's not from God, we want to capture it and evict it from our minds. Now, sometimes that can just be done with a quiet prayer to God. But there are times, I have to tell you, Satan barrels around, and he causes all sorts of noise. And he doesn't always like to go away. And so sometimes you have to actually say, leave in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying run down the street and yell that out because people will come with a little paddy wagon and a little white coat for you. But sometimes these are the words that we even mutter because there are times when our enemy is very stubborn. But Jesus has the power to have Satan removed from our presence. Now, to exercise this spiritual tool that I just read to you is to capture evaluate, and again, evict temptation from our minds rather than act on every idea that pops into our minds. And like every tool that God gives us, it is our choice to employ it, right? I can choose not to employ this spiritual tool. See, we don't just get up in the morning filled with the ability to stay strong against Satan's attacks. If that were the case, we wouldn't need the armor of God. When we start each new day, both Satan and we are on a new playing field. And, and he's always ready to tempt us, to try to keep us from exercising our rights as children of God. 
we have the right to start each new day renewing our devotion to God, receiving a filling of the Holy Spirit to gain the strength needed to be victorious so we can serve, and I said it earlier, ambassadors. We can serve as ambassadors for the cause of Christ in a lost and dying world. To make this choice is to be in the Spirit. That's a, a phrase that Paul uses, in the Spirit, and spiritually aware of Satan's movements with temptation during the day. But what if we fail to make this choice? It's to walk out of the house with our guard down, with our hearts focused on the things of the day, not on God's kingdom. And so my second point for you today is the blessings of being proactive. God's love is so tremendous towards us that he does not want to give us good advice and hope that we follow it. His love is an interactive and intimate love. His love produces a renewed and energized heart. His love produces the ability for us to acknowledge the saving grace of Jesus. And we serve a personal God. He's not interested in governing from afar. He wants to have an intimate and loving relationship with his children. That's us. The best way that we can grow in our faith and in our relationship with our Heavenly Father is to be proactive. And so knowing this, God has given us what to put into our minds to keep them pure, to keep them free from a worldly focus and focused on God's goodness and love. If a focus on the best that this world can produce provides the sins of human nature, then the best of what God can give must produce something much better. And so here's the list of qualities and characteristics that God provides to us through the presence and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But the Spirit produces, and this is in Galatians 5, it's the, it's the 22 and 23, right after the verses that we just read a moment ago. But the Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. God produces a new nature within us. It's called the new self. In Colossians 3 and verse 10, Paul said, this is the new being which God, its creator, is constantly renewing in his own image in order to bring you to a full knowledge of himself. And so being proactive is remembering each day how specially made we are and relying on God's protection, his grace, and his guidance. After we begin our day by focusing on God and inviting his lordship, we need to receive and hold on to the Holy Spirit's influence on our minds. And so what I'd like to do just for a minute or two is look at that list of qualities and characteristics again, and, and we'll partly define them so that they make a little bit more sense and so you can grab onto them a little bit better. So love, we're talking about unconditional love that is not earned. The world sometimes loves conditionally. Some of us may have grown up in homes where we received conditional love from our families or our parents. That is not God's love. It is an unconditional love that's not earned. Joy, not happiness. Joy and happiness, I guess, are related, but happiness comes and goes with our circumstances. We're talking about a deep joy that comes from knowing that the God of creation is our dad. Peace the very peace of Jesus. It guards the heart and mind and provides protection from stress and trials. Jesus said to receive his peace, it's different than the world's peace. 
His peace goes beyond human understanding and, again, guards the heart and the mind. Patience. The, here's a tough one for so many of us. The ability to wait and endure knowing that God is always in control. Peace has got to be one of the hardest things a lot of believers have to do and have to have. Patience, rather. I'm sorry. Patience. The ability to wait and endure. Mm. Kindness. Brotherly love that lends a kind word or deed and brightens and lifts the hearts of others. Kindness. Goodness. An ethical and moral approach to serving others. Again, it's how God serves us. It's the same way he puts into our hearts these ethical and moral approaches and how to love other people. Goodness brings that forward. Faithfulness. A heart and mind that is focused on God's will and fulfilling it. It's making those choices every day to serve God by being faithful. Humility. But for the glory of God go I. Not for the glory of I go I. It's all about God. It's allowing him to be the lead and the guide in our lives and others being able to be touched by his grace and mercy through our faithfulness and our humility of heart. And self-control. Some sins seem to bring pleasure. But self-control is the ability to employ the spiritual tools that God gives us to avoid the snares of temptation. Let me conclude. Being proactive with our faith produces a strong and joyful life in Christ. And exercising the tools that God gives us protects us from temptations. And again, those temptations are designed to weaken our faith, not build us up, but break us down. And so I encourage you, and I need you to encourage me, to seek God's loving presence, to open our hearts to the Holy Spirit's guidance, to focus our minds to God's holiness, and to exercise the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, which I just read to you, those characteristics and qualities, for a pure and godly mind. Well, there you have it. That's our lesson for today. We've got some snow coming in. I, I, I want you to be safe. And pray with me, would you? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this message, and we thank you, Lord, for providing for us those things that are needed to live a life that is filled with joy, joy in you, to live a life that is victorious, giving us what we need to overcome temptation by, by evicting those thoughts that don't come from you, by telling Satan, as you did, Jesus, you said to Satan, get behind me, Satan, when Peter was rebuking Jesus. We can do the same thing today through the same power, and it's God's power, the Holy Spirit within us. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us giving this list of qualities and characteristics that you want to build in us so that we can become more and more like you and more and more useful every day that goes by. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, my friends, until I see you next, God's blessings upon you.